0: Daniel is Tyson is available for Wednesday the second of December 2020. Daniel Tyson episode 294. Hope you're all healthy doing what you need doing to keep yourself going, keep yourself healthy basically. Because as I keep saying, what else can you do? A very hectic day for me, manic even. Well, I am manic right now. I am battling to rein that in. I've heard on uh, Let's Page bonus everything is hectic right now as told on last night's episode 293 and hectic in a way that isn't a good kind of hectic sometimes things can be a good kind of right now well for the last six weeks this isn't a good kind of hectic it's a it's a mania it's an inability to stop an inability to rest an inability to accept that i need to sleep Four hours sleep last night, at least for the last couple of hours of yesterday or, well, early this morning, I was at least reading something love. Left myself with a lot to do, two of those library books that need to be read by the 9th of December. Now, normally I can get through three books a week, normally, but uh, lately, owing oh, to these days just getting longer and the night's getting longer, I've been struggling. I mean, it took me two or three weeks to read that Hemingway book. I think this uh, next book, which I'll mention later, that's something that I'm going to get through very quickly. But it's always a concern for me. I tend to gauge how my life is going by the amount of books I can read every week. And when I'm not doing much reading, then I know that things are not going well. You know, that is my way uh, to switch off from things. So four hours sleep, had an early start this morning, had to prepare a lot of stuff, had an interview, for the new show uh, later today which didn't actually work out more of which uh, later and I had to go to the opticians uh, this morning in Brixton because the varifocals after six weeks you know I'm not a varifocals guy I know that and I would go on to tell them that a number of times when I went in there today now just before going to the opticians I had the difficulty of trying to establish where the workmen were this morning so I could have a shower and they have been very near the bathroom window this week so I'd put up uh, two big pieces of cardboard by the frosted bathroom window not a great fit try to push the two pieces together as close as possible I'd left a little gap today but that's fine you know I'm just gonna have a quick shower and then get out and go to my appointment I'm having a shave everything's fine Go in the shower, start the shower. I can hear something outside the window. I look through the gap in the cardboard, and on the other side of the frosted glass, I see a flash of neon. And it's one of the workmen and he would have known what was going on. And I'm disappointed that he didn't have it in him, you know, to pause his work and find something else to do. It's a big building. He could have found something else to do and just let me get on with my shower. I mean, who's going to take more than five minutes in the shower? Okay, I used to take 20 minutes in the shower when I had the mullet to wash uh, in the first half of this pandemic, but normally you're going to be out of the shower within five minutes. I like to think that at least, you know, when he goes home today, when he went home this evening and had a meal with his family, he might've, you know, tried to make light of this, uh, shower business this morning and at least remarked that whoever was on the other side of that frosted bathroom window showering and I think he knew that it was me because we've met a number of times this week and he knows the layout of the building he would have known that was the flat I'm living in I like to think that he might have remarked to his partner that guy's very thorough in the shower let me tell you that and perhaps maybe taking some of that thoroughness into his own shower you know I suppose that wouldn't be a bad legacy on uh, my part as I was showering and aware that he wasn't moving from his position on the other side of that window I tried to ensconce myself in the corner of the shower it's one of those hybrid bath shower things that are not great and also while I was under the shower I was trying to narrow the gap between the two pieces of cardboard mid-shower he must have noticed the cardboard twitching the situation reminded me of those old variety shows of the 70s where often the backdrop, say if it was a Royal Variety performance, the backdrop on the stage was just those red velvet curtains and sometimes, you know, there'd be twitching behind the curtains going on. You know, I'm thinking Morecambe and Wise here, Eric Morecambe appearing behind the curtain, upsetting Ernie Wise's routine. And I think that's how the cardboard twitching might have come across today to uh, The workmen. Got to the opticians via a trip to Poundland, actually. I'm prepping for all the building work coming my way. Latex gloves, they were out. I checked with the security guard. No, no latex gloves. If they're not in the far right corner, no latex gloves. So it may be that I need to go into Camberwell, who are always good at latex gloves. So after that disappointment, I went in. Birth, man, in the miss, here's what I've said. It's 92 in her French accent. You're joking. I mean, seriously. Do I look like I was around in 1962? This girl did not do much for my confidence. She tried to laugh it off. She said she was French. It wasn't her language. But seriously, if she thought that I'd said 1962, she should have at least had a quizzical expression. But there was no quizzical expression. Sure, she asked 1962, but it was as if she was seeking clarification. Rather than go in with a what really, so that was uh, disappointing. They weren't able to help me today with the situation with the varifocals. I've got to go back in tomorrow. The optician wasn't around today. I was dealing with the dispensing chemist, the one who six weeks ago, when I got the varifocals, despite being masked up, had been flirting with me. I think, in hindsight, she had been flirting to make the sale, which worked, and I do regret that. I'm not a varifocals guy, I tried to stress that to her today, so hopefully tomorrow I'll have a better idea of what's going to go on, and also maybe I can get a refund, given that uh, the new glasses, the new lenses, surely they're not varifocals, they're going to be... I mean, I was doing something last night, actually I was putting out a tweet for episode 293, and... I was wearing the varifocals, and instead of 293, I typed 243. That's how bad my eyesight is. With or without glasses, I can't trust the eyesight. I should at least be able to trust the eyesight with the glasses, and that's what I said to her. Although I did again notice that relentlessness in the way that I'm talking. It's this hyper feeling that I can't really shake off and I noticed it this morning as well when I was on the phone to my aunt You know, I'm just yabbering away and I don't know if that's down to the isolation among some other factors but I do need to try and calm down because you know some people may take that relentlessness on my part the wrong way which is understandable. Got back from the opticians via a trip to Tesco's where I'd bought a Four pints of semi-skimmed milk with an expiry date of the 9th of December in hindsight given I'm already sitting on 10 pints of semi-skimmed might be giving myself too much to do. I mean that's what 14 pints of milk that need to be drunk by the 9th I've got a factor in the uh, workmen are going to be here from the 9th how much milk am I going to be able to drink between now and then lunchtime there was another meeting the latest weekly meeting between residents and the building management it was a bit of a staggered turnout today I'm normally the last one out there in fact actually I've only turned up for two today I was the first one out there I forgot to say that they've started internal works as well in the communal hallways and there's a young kid out there you know in the hallways got a big roller no masks. So there's no COVID safe environment. They keep telling us it's a COVID safe environment. It isn't. The independent surveyor, when he noted that the workman today, that the building manager, or sorry, the, the site manager hadn't turned up with a mask, he popped across the road to buy a bunch of masks for these guys. He keeps imploring them to observe the COVID safe working environment, which the construction company themselves made a big play about following and they're not following it they constantly they're constantly failing on that so it's just a bit alarming considering that these guys are going to be in the flat inside the flat nick bit of a worry we're meeting on the lawn it's a very wide lawn outside the front of the building you could probably fit about 10 portaloos on there I'm checking quietly with the other tenants, given that they've already had their windows put in incorrectly as well. They didn't have the correct windows put in. In the case of uh, one resident, they had a window that was too small put in. So they've now got an actual gap, a considerable gap where the old window was. And I think they now have to take out that new Uh, Too small window to put in the right size window. You could not make this stuff up. This what we're up against. And I took the opportunity to ask uh, these two um, residents that were out there, you know, how did you play the toilet situation? Use your bathroom? And uh, both of them nodded. And one of them said, yeah, uh, I think they were very sneaky about it. I couldn't do anything. They just used it. They didn't even ask. And I raise this again with the building site manager and the independent surveyor, and they must think this guy's obsessed. And I'm thinking, if only you knew how many times I've used the word uh, toilet in my podcast in Career career in inverted commas. I don't know... What's going to happen with the bathroom situation next week? I don't see how I'm going to be able to stop them. I don't understand, given the amount of building work around here, given how common it is to see Portaloos outside buildings as you get these basement excavations and loft extensions that the world seems to be obsessed with, or at least London seems to be obsessed with. I don't know, given that they're here at least until January, why. They didn't go to the trouble of putting in a -a portal. They've also given how extensive the works are. They've said they're not going to paint the front door, which is just absolutely bizarre. It's one of the easiest things to do. I mean, I could paint the front door, and they're saying, no, uh, we haven't come to an agreement on painting the front door. All these little hurdles that, you know, together the residents here need to overcome, it does take up quite a bit of time. I'm trying to work out how I'm going to do this, Next week, I've got an agreement on how they're going to work because I asked for that because I need to know how to prep everything. And they're going to start at the front of the flat, which makes sense, and then work their way towards the back. That means that I can set myself up in the back room, which is going to be freezing. It's also where the leak is. I'm going to see the internet connection there can be a bit intermittent. It may be that. I can maybe focus on just doing a bit of creative writing, the, the the work that I enjoy more than the sort of journalistic side of things and the editing side of things because there's not much else I'm going to be able to do. I'm thinking in terms of lunches, how I'm going to do it. I'm not a sandwich guy, but for those three days that they're going to be here, it may be that I need to make myself a packed lunch. I'm going to take my milk in there, kettle, uh, cups, all that kind of stuff. I definitely just need to keep a steady flow of coffee, caffeinated coffee and decaffeinated coffee so those first two days they've you know they've got no business being anywhere near the bathroom because that's at the back of the flat but when they move to the back and I move to the front that's going to be a problem that's going to be very difficult for me to police I've really got no reason to be back there except to use the loo and I'm someone who drinks a lot of water during the day because it's a healthy thing to do but I'm certainly not going to be doing that while the work is uh, being carried out next week. So I'm not going to have much reason to be back there. What do I do if I hear them flushing? Why would they be flushing? They wouldn't be flushing because they're, you know, pouring something down the loo that they shouldn't be pouring down. They're going to be flushing because they're going to be doing something that needs to be flushed. So how am I going to deal with that? There's also the language barrier. They're not English. They're not, you know, they don't speak English. Well, actually... One of them speaks good English. But as I said to the building site manager, why do I have to, or why should a resident be put in this position where they have to have this awkward conversation? It's been a tough enough year. I don't want to spend, well, I don't want to see 2020 out by having to have these kind of awkward conversations with builders. I mean, what do I do if I hear them using it? Just use Dettol, said my aunt when I had this conversation with her this evening. I think I'm going to need more than Oh, If they use that, Lou, I think I'm going to die. I don't see how I come back from that. Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, episode 294. Let me give you a timestamp, twenty two thirty four hours. It's going to be another late night. Hopefully Tim won't take up uh, too much time. Ways to support the show patreon.com forward slash drt available bonus content every week and uh, if you can't support the show perhaps an rt or sharing the show links on social media i mean that will be an enormous help and would be appreciated okay let me tell you what i'm reading at the moment now that i've finally got the hemingway out of the way i'm reading uh, mike Gale's forgetting the book to check it online again I've just checked it a moment ago and I've already forgotten what is it half a world away because he's released two books in the last couple of years that's why I'm finding them reviews and, and you know it's a it's an enjoyable book doesn't pull up any trees but I really do respect this author's work. He's very consistent. He knows how to tell a familiar story, perhaps in a very engaging way. And uh, it's nice to read this kind of book of, uh, you know, a long and difficult uh, day at times and gets me back into reading. And then I've got to forget what it's called that I need to read by the ninth next week. Still haven't uh, fixed this mic into a a great position. You may notice that the mic levels, the audio levels, are a bit up and down. It's going to take me a while to uh, to nail this. Uh, some housekeeping. You can, of course, listen to a show that was recorded in uh, in 6 BC, and that is not before Christ. It's before COVID. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar. That annual show recorded in 2014, that is available from Hold Fast Network and Apple Podcasts. It's uh, 24 daily episodes, an advent calendar, basically. That's what it is. I would recommend you don't binge listen. It wasn't designed for that. Just listen to each show every day as you're meant to. They're short episodes, I think, The longest episode might be about 20 minutes, and uh, hopefully that series uh, will find some uh, new listeners this year. And also a new live show starting this Friday, 8 p.m. on Mixcloud Live. Try all you want. I'm co-hosting with my old friend uh, Clay Lowe. I think it's the price that I had to pay for all the help he's given me this week on the technical side of things to follow Clay On Twitter at Soul Cruiser. That's uh, C R U Z, Z for Zebra, E R. Two podcasters coming together, over 20 years' experience between us, 1,500 shows combined, a new show to take you up to this uh, Christmas, this pandemic Christmas. It will be live seat of the pants stuff. Not sure how I feel about that. And it's also going to feature that uh, try all you want, 8 p.m. this Friday on Mixed Cloud Live with myself and uh, Clay Lowe. The Zoom issues uh, today really did come to the fore. Bit like that dream that I was telling you about last night, where it's a dream that I've had for the last seven or eight years on a regular basis. I'm driving. And, uh, you know, I'm not a driver, I'm driving and I just keep crashing the car and I get away with it and I'm just waiting for the police to, you know, come and get me because I've had all these accidents and it's always I'm trying to get home late at night getting home to an old flat that I had in Stockwell And that's how I felt about Zoom. I'm not great with technology. I mean, here I am recording with my neck at a very uncomfortable angle because I can't even sort out the position of this mic, simple, things like that. And uh, the Zoom issue... I've got one of those free accounts. The passcode caused some confusion. It appears to be an extra step that is maybe frustrating to some of the guests. My concern is these are at the younger end of the age spectrum of the guys that I'm going to be interviewing on the football show. There are going to be guys coming on in their 70s and 80s in the next uh, few weeks that I'm interviewing If these guys in their 40s and 50s are having these Zoom issues, you know, how am I going to get it working when I'm dealing with the really old guys? That's a bit of a concern. I have learned how to record via WhatsApp, so I'm pleased about that because that is uh, an alternative but uh, something I need to nail down. Today's didn't work out. That's uh, now rescheduled for Friday, 4 p.m. Everything's having to be at 4 p.m. at the minute, 1,600 hours to be consistent uh, because of all the building work. Even though the building work hasn't started in here yet, it's still, of course, going on outside. I am concerned about the uh, new football show. i um, disappointed at the way all this building work has scuppered a launch that was for the most part pretty well planned. It's a show that has taken six months to develop. Uh, It should have been launched already. I'm still keen to get it out before Christmas. It may be that I need to rush it out now and rather than start with a show that I wanted to launch, I start with a semblance of the show and over, put it together, build it up into the show as it should have been, because it just feels like otherwise I'm just not going to get in. I've got, you know, big guests lined up, but everything's just... You know, I've been really unlucky this time. I have been unlucky. That's not me feeling sorry for myself. That's not me playing the video. The fact is that... I've been here a number of years. All the work that should have been done pre-pandemic was never done. We're in a pandemic and now they want to do all this work. And the disruption, even if I hadn't had the work done, even if I'd won my standoff and didn't have to get the work done inside this flat, all the disruption elsewhere in the building has meant that I've had to work these strange hours and all the hassle that I've had on other fronts. So I'm really disappointed. I've just not had the breaks with this. And I'm starting to think about how I can maybe find some interim way of doing this show and building it up so it it at least launches and it's developing in public rather than behind the scenes because I wanted to do something super polished. We'll see. It could be that right now I'm just taking too much on and just need to focus on uh, getting these uh, windows done. Couldn't get out for a run today until almost 1900 hours. I think subconsciously I wanted it to be late because I wanted to try on the neon. Of course, if you listen to last night's show or if you've listened to the shows this week, you'll be aware that my £2.74 high-vis vest has arrived from wherever it was coming from bad sign right away i mean when i bought it the images on that well-known online beast that we all buy from the pictures seemed very impressive i thought can it really be two pounds 74 i mean that looks really impressive i turned off all the lights i was wearing the neon yeah i was wearing it actually i think by then i'd put it on and i couldn't see it i had no idea if that should be the case it's an extra large but it's tiny. It's got two Velcro points. took me 15 minutes to work out how to put it on. I'm not kidding you. I think you know me well enough, if you're a regular listener, to, to believe that. You know, I'm, I'm not someone who's blessed with a great deal of common sense, and I really did struggle with it. So it's extra large, but it's tiny. It's like the bikini of the high-vis vest world, uh, low-high-vis vest world. Basically, I think that's what I uh, learned tonight. I took a picture before I went out. I posted it on the Instagram page at 1607 West Egg, and I'm going to post it on the Patreon tonight when I show out. And it's picked up by the flash on the phone, but I couldn't see it out on the road when I was running, which I'll come to in a moment. I know that I'm going to struggle again next time to put it on. It's the kind of thing that's going to cause me difficult. Also, it's so short. You wouldn't wear it without a t-shirt. It'd just be a crop top. just wouldn't look right. The on-road running tonight, I had to change the route and I had an idea of what route I was going to run. And I had started to get onto the main road and the direction I wanted to run in started with killer uphill start. Heavy breathing on my part, which would have been even heavier earphones. As I keep saying, every time that I hear... or or run past joggers who've got earphones on their breathing is just outrageous you know and in a pandemic of course that's a concern I don't wear earphones and when I'm going uphill I start the heavy breathing like if I was wearing ear I mean my breathing I did a left a left yeah I did a left at the top of the hill headed south slightly downhill which worried me in a way I mean it worried me it was a relief that I was suddenly running downhill I mean it wasn't A very pronounced downhill, but I could feel that I was running downhill, and I welcomed it. But the plan was to run to bottom of that bit of road, and I'm thinking, well, if this bit's downhill, then when I'm coming back the other way, I'm going to be going uphill again, and I don't really fancy that. But I thought, if I have to do it, I have to do it because that's the only route I'm going to know around here. Now it was so busy as I was running down that road heading south before the intention being uh, once I got to the end of that road the intention was to head north you know turn around and head north but there were so many uh, so many people who got off the bus as I was running past that I felt a bit self-conscious and the plan to go to the bottom of Of that road and turn in the way that swimmers do in their lanes, you know, where they they touch the wall and they do that weird flip that so many of us have probably tried in pools but never been able to pull off, and you're left disorientated in the water. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want the people that I just run past to see me running past them, you know, just moments later. I didn't want that, so I turned left instead. And I figured that I was going to be coming back on myself again. This road I was running down was my own road. And then I thought, well, I'm going to take the first left. And I've got no emotional investment in the area that I've ended up living in. So I don't really know the side streets in the way that I know my own neighborhood. So I turn up this road and I'm walking up, uh, sorry, running up this road rather. And, you know, the idea is to Take myself back up onto the road that I was originally planning on, and then that gets me onto the long part of my route that I'm gonna do. The idea actually originally was to run to the bottom of that main road after I'd run the uphill part, turned left, run all the way down to the bottom of that road. The idea was if I could to run across the road and then come back on myself, but it's such a busy junction that uh, I didn't want to do that thing where you're stuck at the traffic lights as a jogger and you're having to run on the spot. I mean, that's just too high profile for me. I'm a low-key runner. And already by then I wasn't convinced by the £2.74 Neon and I was almost hoping for other runners to say, as, you know, as I was running past them, to maybe say, mate, that doesn't work. I could barely see you. How much did you pay for that? I wanted someone to, you know, to, to, to tell me if they could actually see me. Because I think, as I said, I'd run past so many cars staring at my reflection, and I just couldn't see myself. So I was really concerned. It may be that I, again, need to buy something. Probably need to pay upwards of a tenner. I've got cables everywhere here. As I move my mouse, it's knocking into a cable. This stuff, this microphone arm, came with some clips, I think, and I'm guessing that's why it comes with clips, so I can start tying up some of these cables. I'm just so slow to grasp things. It's uh, quite frustrating. What was I saying? Just forgotten my thread again. It's incredible. So I've been running up these roads and checking my reflection in car windows. I can't see anything, can't see the uh, neon reflecting back at me I'm like a budget vampire I've turned up this road on the left I'm thinking this road is going to get me back to where I need to go nice houses Christmas trees trying to work my way to where I was and come out of that road and I was back where I'd been just before and that was not the intention so again I run back southbound I take the same corner on the left. I'm running back again. This means I again need to go uphill again, which I really didn't want to do. And again, I came out. On the same road. It was incredible. It reminded me of 1991, summer of 91, Canary Wharf, that underground car park. I've told this story before. I'm told to go and relieve another security guard on his post. I have no idea that it's a roundabout and I'm just walking for 30 minutes until I finally twig. I've seen the same guy a few times and I realise then, oh, this is a roundabout, you know. This should only take about two minutes to walk, and I've been walking for 30 minutes. Again, no common sense, and that happened tonight. And if I try to run this route again, it'll happen again, because I don't know these side streets. Nice houses, I have to say, but the run did become very complicated. When I was finally on the route that I'd planned, I was running in towards Brixton, and I just see this guy, and he's eating his chicken as they do in South London, because they're obsessed with chicken. Even in a pandemic, they have to have their chicken. And he's looking at me as he's eating his chicken, and he just throws his box of chicken on the pavement like it's the 1970s. And he just, this is South London. What can you do with South London? I mean, that was so South London, and it just does tire you out. Anyway, it was a good run. I would like to know I would like to have an idea that the neon works. I mean, I was having to run on the road a lot to avoid pedestrians, so given that I'm running on the road a lot right now, I don't want to be running on the road in neon that leaves me feeling overconfident in the potency of that neon. And I have no idea how they're meant to work, they've got reflectors. So, what's the idea behind that? Is the idea that there are reflectors only kick in when you've got a vehicle maybe moving towards you and shines their lights on you is that i don't understand the idea behind this thing i tend to think or i seem to think that if i turn off these lights that neon vest should be visible it should almost illuminate the room it should be like that franco zeffirelli jesus of nazareth scene where the angel gabriel appears in the form of a very uh, very bright light in front of olivia Hussays. Virgin Mary it should be like that but I'm not seeing any of that I've got it actually hanging on the door right now in front of and the reflectors do look like they're doing a bit of reflecting I just couldn't see that reflecting on the road I think that might be why my run apart from being or apart from getting lost those two occasions tonight I think that might have been why I enjoyed it a bit more tonight because I wasn't really having to run through much discomfort because I was focusing a lot on trying to establish whether the high-vis vest that I was wearing, that I'd paid £2.74 for, was actually doing its job. So that was quite a, a distraction. I'm back at the opticians tomorrow morning and, you know, so we go again. What else can we do? We go... Again, I'm sure the shops will be a bit busier now, tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be back here tomorrow night, episode 295. That's out for Patreons at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. Thank you guys uh, for listening. If you're not joining us uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be back at some point, probably before Monday, the way things are right now. All that remains for me to say is to get those shoulders back and to remind you to just keep on walking towards the sun and keep washing those hands, I'm Daniel ruiz Tyson, and this middle part of the week I have been available.